we were going to make base addict for the EDM life pack. And we did, but for some of them, there was like a miscommunication because we were out of bees. They just turned oh. into ass addict, <laughs> which went oh my into, God. which went into the that party, be the party pack. Before we get into the episode, if you guys can please like and subscribe to my YouTube channel, that'd be a great way to support the podcast. Also, leave me a comment. Let me know which guests, which other guests you guys would like to see in the future, what you would like to see or talk about more. Also, if you guys aren't following me yet, uh, give me a follow at Base Art Princess and Best Candy Ever on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that good stuff. Yo, 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 what is up, candy fam? Welcome to this very special episode of Best Candy Ever. Today, I am joined with some very, very special guests. These two people are very inspirational. And I say that because they are actually two young entrepreneurs with their own company. And what I really want you guys to see and find out about them, I think will be really, really special. And Today, I have the two founders of Rave Candy Company, Candy Bar. So please welcome to the podcast, Deanna and David. Hello. Hey. <laughs> what is up, up guys? So um, we were actually talking before we started recording, and I was just mentioning how I actually um, met and started talking to Deanna and David through Instagram when I first started Candy Bar. So um, ever since, or not Candy Bar, uh, Best Candy Ever. So ever since we, uh, ever since I started Best Candy Ever, we um, actually like started talking and um, kind of collabed on some things. And it's just so nice to attach um, some faces to some names. I feel like you guys are like my long lost pen pals that <laughs> I've been talking to you for months. Totally. Well, when you first started the podcast, we saw it and we were like, this is the per most perfect thing ever because she wants to talk about the best candy ever. And that's basically what we're trying to do. <laughs> yeah. It was funny when David's like, yo, I heard this podcast and I think this is like basically our new BFF. And he's like, you got to listen, go check it out. And I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. <laughs> That's what, like, one of the reasons why I've been wanted to start to start Best Candy Ever was because I feel like in the rave community, candy is such a big thing, but I don't think it's talked about or touched upon as much. So when I heard that you guys were a candy company, I was like, "This is kind of perfect." And I honestly, I, I think it's brilliant um, what you guys do. So uh, for our listeners that don't um don't really know who you are can you guys give us like a rundown on candy bar totally so at candy bar our mission is to help music lovers of all backgrounds celebrate individuality self-expression and compassion and the way we do that is we help them make magical moments of connection which if you haven't heard of candy before is the way that we as ravers do that and so uh, Candy Bar started as the first ready-to-rave candy company because before that, the only way to get candy was to make it yourself or trade it with someone. But some people, for all sorts of reasons, aren't able to make as many candies as they'd want to before a festival. Maybe they have a really tough job. You know, maybe they don't have the physical coordination to be able to do it right. But they still want to participate and they still want to be able to have special experiences with their friend. 
And that's where we come in. I mean, this came in, the idea started when, you know, I, I had procrastinated preparing for a festival and it's like Tuesday night and I don't have any candy ready. And you're like, oh man, like, what am I going to do to get, because you can't show up without candy to give to everybody that you meet. Right. And so that's where candy bar comes in. And we uh, have packs of ready to rave candy, uh, according to a few different themes that you're able to buy. And then you're able to bring to the festival and trade with everybody. Yeah. Right. We got them all on. Right. Yes. <laughs> That's a brief overview as to who we are. Yeah. And, you know, like to be completely transparent, when I first heard about you guys, I was like, oh, you know, but the fun is in creating the candy. But when I really, really thought about it, I was like, you know what? There are other ravers that aren't like me that have kids, that have a busy life, that work um, two jobs, that are just struggling with time management and the stressors of even getting ready for a festival, because we all know that that is so uh, time consuming. So I was like, this is actually a great idea. And that's not the point of candy is to make it yourself. It's really the, the mantra behind it, you know, peace, love, unity, respect. So I think even like, yes, of course it is fun to create candy, but if you don't have the time to do that, that's okay. And I think that's why you guys are so great because you offer that alternative. We've worked really hard to make an experience that feels authentic to everyone. So I'll tell you a little bit about kind of the different packs you can get. So we want to make sure that every type of raver has a pack that they can identify with. So when they get those bracelets, they love them. So we have our EDM life pack, which is all about like music and DJs and festival culture. We have our good vibes pack, which is all about friendship and being a little flirtatious and like celebrating being with people. And then we have our party hard pack, which I think will speak for itself, but it's like all, you know, all kind of weird stuff you might get going on at the festival. That's right. And, and then the other special thing is that no two packs are the same. So you can even get two of the same theme and each pack is going to be different because we specially pick the candies that go into each pack so that it's an experience that comes to you. Because in, in, when you get candies at a festival, you can't pick your own. And that's the same way it works with us is that it's a surprise what comes to you every time. And so that experience is meant to be authentic to our culture and um, authentic to Plur. I love that. Okay. I didn't know that you, I knew that you guys had the separate categories, but I didn't know that like no two are the same. So I think that kind of makes it a little bit more um, real and it's kind of a cool surprise, I think. Yeah, it's supposed to be a lot of fun to open them and see what's inside. Oh my gosh. So how did you guys like even like come up with this idea? Yeah, so um, I started the company uh, back in 2019 and then- Oh, it's new, new. It's so new, oh my gosh. Yeah, so like we, um, we get to watch- (laughs) <laughs> and then uh, Deanna joined the team in early 2020, right? Mm-hmm. We just I celebrated our guys, one uh, year. <laughs> okay, because you guys are, because as far as I know, you guys are together, right? I just wanted to be. <laughs> <laughs> no. Am I wrong? Am no. I wrong? No. Oh my God. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. I like barely know what I've been talking yeah, about. So <laughs> I'm married. My wife is uh, downstairs. Uh, she's, she's also pregnant. She is pregnant. We're expecting a baby in nine weeks, which is super exciting. Um, and no, uh, Deanna, maybe you should tell them a little about who you are. <laughs> yeah, yes, well, it's, it's, it's funny you say that. We, David and I, we're good friends. We work together pretty closely. But um, yeah, I'm in 
I'm on the West Coast and he's over there on the East Coast. So we've actually never even met in person, really. Can you believe that? <laughs> but we've been, we've been working together for over a year now. And um, I got started with the company because I was, I was like upset with my job and my like nine to five job. And I was like, I need another job. Like, I want to do something fun, like ravey. And like, I was going to festivals and stuff. So I found Candy Bar and I applied and I was like, hey, this could be perfect perfect if you will and so here we are <laughs> a year later um but yeah I'm Deanna my friends call me Debo um I, I I guess I was like qualified for the job because I was telling David in my like cover letter um I go to all the festivals already <laughs> I'm like I'm into the scene I I'll stand in line for a beer for however long it takes but I'll also like squeeze my way to the front if I need to <laughs> and so he called and was like all right, this sounds good. And, you know, we've talked some stuff out and here we are. Yeah. So is your background or like in digital marketing or do you uh, like have like specialized in web design? Um, well, like, do you guys uh, want to work together? So I, I currently do um, like content marketing for my like nine to five job. So there's that. But on the side, when I was in college, I did college radio. And so I was going to a lot of festivals and, and concerts and shows and stuff already. Um, and that was kind of like getting me into the whole like music scene. And so I was just go, I was just going to concerts and festivals and raves and taking pictures and talking about it on my radio show. And then I graduated. So I kind of stopped doing that, but I still like wanted to somehow be involved. Um, so yeah, I like, I do work my like big girl job and that's definitely like content marketing, but, um, I figure the skills can be applied like to candy bar once we get there and we're like ready to go. It's 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 a yeah. game plan. <laughs> Deanna originally joined to lead our in-person uh, festival sales and have a couple of different booths at a few different events in 2020. And we all know how that went. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it sucks. Yeah, it's a cool, cool idea. Yeah, well, Deanna um, then uh, led our social media. And so we invested a ton in building up our brand, connecting with our fans over the break, meeting content creators like you who are doing such a tremendous job of keeping our community together and energized, right? Because people are out there, they're feeling frustrated. And like between all the insomniac live streams and, and you know, all everyone's doing uh, when they're creating their TikToks and media, like EDM, Instagram, all that stuff has just been keeping everybody going. So we've kind of been investing in that over the last year. Yeah. Since festivals aren't really a thing anymore, but that gave us ironically enough time or a little bit more time to like plan. So when festivals do come back, we'll be there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I'm guessing Deanna, you cover, you definitely cover more of like the, um, like the social media aspect of it and kind of networking. So, uh, David, can you tell us like a little bit about what you do or if you guys kind of split it or. Yeah, sure. So, um, I'm the founder of the company and that kind of means I have to do everything, everything except that, that Deanna doesn't, <laughs> I'm not able to have Deanna do, um, you know, so everything from uh, manufacturing to design, uh, you know, I have to manage uh, building the website. We also sell on Amazon and there's a lot of work associated with partnering with Amazon for that. Um, you know, sometimes I do shipping and, and I've got a bunch of inventory in my basement right now because, you know, we got ready to go for EDC and uh, that didn't work out, unfortunately. Right. Um, 
Yeah. So, you know, the whole process and even now a lot of what keeps me busy these days is doing R and D on some exciting new products that we can maybe announce later in the show. Oh, sorry. What does that mean? R and D? I don't think I've heard that term before. Uh, Research and development, like building prototypes and, and technologies for new products that we're going to be launching. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't even uh, know there was a term for that. Okay. That makes sense. Wow. So, um, so you guys have never met in person. You guys like met through uh, like the internet pretty much, right? Yeah. Like this company. Yeah. Did um, David, were you at first doing this by yourself or you were like, you know, I need to have a partner. I need to start this off with somebody or can you kind of tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. So as an entrepreneur, like you have to be able to do what it takes to get through whatever situation it is. But at the same time, you have to understand where other people are better at things than you are. And so throughout this whole process end to end, I've had the privilege of working with really brilliant, passionate and talented people. And, you know, we're not big enough that I can employ everybody full time yet, but we can still find a way to help, you know, pay people to contribute whatever their special magic is uh, to the project. And so, like, we've worked with a really talented designer out of San Diego. Uh, We've got a a bag designer in uh, Portland. And Deanna is just so much better at me than any at any of the social media stuff. (laughs) And so she's been just so instrumental in being the voice of the brand and helping connect to everyone. Oh, that is so awesome. So, no, I totally get it. Managing social media, it's like its own thing. It's its own job for sure. So props to you, Deanna, for doing that. And then sounds like you're doing like all the, um, like, like all the, I guess, I don't want to say the businessy side of it, but cause it's all business technically, but in terms of, um, like inventory, merch, Amazon, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's right. So did you guys go to school, um, for business or I know you said you like dabbled in that earlier, Deanna? Well, I I went to school for English, ironically. I got my degree in um, like technical writing. So the job that I ended up getting um, is just exactly that, like writing for websites. And um, there's a lot of things that come into that, like SEO and, um, you know, keywords and whatnot. So that's kind of where I like come into the business aspect of things. But um, in terms of like numbers and strategy. That's like all David. <laughs> I don't know if he went to school for that, but I'm sure he could tell you he's, he's, no. <laughs> he's in that area. <laughs> I, uh, I, I went to a liberal arts uh, school and I graduated in uh, poli sci and Chinese. Um, oh, really? <laughs> but, like, entrepreneurs. And so I learned from a young age how to run a business. And I've always been super interested in tech entrepreneurship and done a few different projects before this. And so this was really a combination of passion and opportunity where I saw a way to, you know, give people something that they really wanted that wasn't available out there. And then I just started looking at problem solving and being like, what do we have to do to make that happen? And I think that's a really super exciting and intrinsically satisfying process. Like I love watching our analytics and like seeing when the sales spike right before a specific festival. And then especially when I'm going to those festivals, like if you go to forest and you're like, wow, there are like 200 people here who have candy that we made. Like it, it feels so rewarding and exciting to think about all the magical moments that they're having with those candies, all the smiles that were created. Like this is going to sound a little corny, But like, I know the number of, we have tens of thousands of candies in my basement right now waiting for festivals to come back. And I think about if each of those candies is going to go to like 
two or three people over the course of its lifetime, then I think about or the, more or maybe more. more right? Yeah, I think, I think way more. hundreds of thousands of people's who these candy are going to touch in their lifetime. And it's probably the thing that I'm going to do in life. That's going to touch the most people in a positive way. And like, that is really special. I love that. I absolutely love that. Cause in the end, you're not just reaching. I, I, I think you're reaching way more than two or three, because I know that I've gotten some candies where I'm like, wow, this is like a decade old. It's been through some shit. <laughs> so I like it for, for sure. I think that that's, uh, so awesome. Oh my gosh. Is is this your guys' like first time having a startup or working with a startup? You know, I, I've done a couple uh startup projects before, so it's I think it's familiar territory, but everything is different. You know, uh certainly the EDM community itself is really unique and there's kind of a no BS filter, like you have to be a part of the community and understand all the unique aspects of it. I think frankly that's what we try to do differently than like maybe some of the like corporations that are thinking about selling things to ravers is that we understand the unique uh, circumstances that like festival lifestyle brings. And then we want to find ways to fit that and be authentic to the culture. That is, that is so awesome. Like, I really like, like your guys' whole mission um, behind it too. Uh, What, what do you think, will be the future of candy bar. I know it's kind of hard to say right now with COVID, you know, none of us saw this coming, but um, obviously you guys are doing something right because you guys are, are like a small business, but you're still here. Yeah. I mean, we've been privileged enough to be able to, you know, take a pause for the most part during COVID and kind of regroup. But I think there are a lot of people in the community who support uh, festivals that definitely need our support right now. And so I think it's important for everybody who's a part of the community to find those that are out of work because they, you know, work in um, production or staging or other small businesses to support. I think we've been lucky enough to be able to to get through this. Um, But what's next for Candy Bar is super exciting. So I think there's two ways to think about it. Our, our, Our first product line, the Candy Packs, I think that uh, over, over this long time, we've had a chance to really improve the experience and make the bracelets better than ever before with, you know, exciting things like glow in the dark beads and new phrases and sparkles and really fun stuff there. So the first job after uh, festivals come back is just get ourselves up to speed, start getting uh, bracelets to everybody uh, for every event, um, both on, on our website, which we just launched on Amazon, if that's where they prefer to shop, and then also bringing booths to festivals where people can get them on the spot if they run out. That's kind of the first mission. And the second is a really exciting thing that we're announcing for the first time here on your show, Renee, is that we're going to be launching some EDM LED glow capes. And so I don't know if this doesn't exist. Glow capes? Did you say glow capes? Glow capes. Oh my gosh. I'm excited to see what this will look like because I don't, like I'm picturing it, but I'm like, I don't think I really like know exactly what it is. So think about if like uh, Koi was like candy, where it had a bunch of different LEDs that could turn all sorts of colors and multiple different patterns. And then imagine you could have wings that could extend from your back that had those LED lights in them. Now you may have seen something kind of like this, but nothing is, this has been built from the ground up for the EDM community and the festival lifestyle. And the best part is it all folds up into a little carrying pack that you can keep either on your thigh or on your back or like a kind of a fanny pack 
when you're not using it. So when you want to bring it into the festival, you keep it there. And then when you get, and it's nighttime, you're ready to go, especially you and your friends, like my, me and my friends did this at a couple of festivals last year and you all turn on the lights. It's like you're superheroes in the crowd and you never get lost. <laughs> I was about to say, this is going to be like an outfit game changer because I realized that lights will like level up your outfit usually 100% of the time. We had a designer um, take a look at the really popular outfit styles from this year. Uh, and then she matched the color patterns that we're going to have in, um, in the capes to complement the types of outfits that people wear. So it's kind of like a Devil Wears product kind of thing where like you have to have the right blue or the right red. Um, and so we're, we're happy to do it. We'll definitely send you one when, we, when, when they come off the line. Oh my God, I would absolutely love that. Thank you. Um, oh my God, I'm so excited. Can you, can you like tell us like when to expect this or um, is this like something that like will be a surprise drop? I think it'll be later this year. Um, there's still some stuff to work out. Obviously, it's really complicated with COVID to produce anything these days. And this is, involves a lot of electronics and technology. We don't want to give it to people until we're really 100% sure it's perfect and ready to go. But um, look for us to be trialing it with some of our friends like you later this year and to get feedback and to make sure that it really lives up to the, the trials that we're going to all put it through. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited for this. Um, is there going to be like a special name or is that like still in the works too? That, uh, that's still in the works. Um, okay. We've been going back and forth on a name for this thing. I can't even tell you for months, months. <laughs> like we're <laughs> none of us, like the whole team is just not happy with any particular name. So like we're just, we're still going off each other's like previous ideas and coming up with new stuff. But that's been one of the struggles we've had is the name because it has to be a great name. You can't just. You want it to be catchy. No, I yeah. get it. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. <laughs> okay. Well, well, we'll definitely all be on the lookout for that. So I know that you guys mentioned that you'd like to like have a booth at certain festivals um are there any like ideal ones that you guys want to be in besides i know all of them but um if you guys like had to choose three or five um i think that our number one like goal for a festival to be um would be obviously edc just because that's like the Las biggest Vegas. yeah it's like the biggest raviest I just like craziest festival you could I've never been but I've only I can only imagine and I have friends that have been and uh it would be wild but I think that would be our top goal to try to get into um and then I think for other like like second and third place goals would probably be like electric forest um lost lands maybe I don't know uh but yeah I mean, ultimately, all of them, if possible. <laughs> yeah, what are, your, what are your favorite festivals to go to? My favorite festivals to go to? Well, I have a couple. Um, I'm wearing, I wore my Buku hat because that's my favorite festival ever. Um, Buku I've never happens, been. I've never oh been. Oh, my gosh. It's so great. It happens in March, and I was supposed to go last year, and literally the week of my flight was when COVID, like, happened, happened. And it was... And like, I was like, I'm still, David remembers. I was like, I'm still going to go. I'm going to just have a trip. Cause like the festival had been canceled. So I was like, I'm going to still have a nice relaxing trip in, in the South and enjoy like New Is Orleans. It in Florida? 
it's in oh, Louisiana? Um, New Orleans. Yeah. Louisiana. And so, okay. so I was like, yeah, I'm still going to do that. And no, that couldn't happen. So I'm bummed this year. I didn't get to go, but that's like my favorite festival. And then my other favorite festivals are more like local, but, um, probably would have to be dirty bird camp out and, uh, Northern nights, maybe lib. Um, I have a bunch. I, I've, I was going to a lot before COVID. So yeah. Okay. So you mentioned dirty bird. Do you listen to more like like techno house. and house or okay yeah that's probably like my I, I switch back and forth all the time just depending on my mood but house is always a good mood so who are your favorites um I, honestly like the whole dirty bird record label is probably my favorite um I also like desert hearts um and yeah just like that kind of vibe I, I really like this artist called sorely I don't know if you've heard, but he's pretty cool. Um, no, I have to look him up. I listen to more dubstep, so I'm like, who's that? Yeah, I know. I'm I figured, open. But, you know, it's it's when there, wherever there's EDM, there's definitely house. So, <laughs> you know, there's always options. Yeah. Uh, David, what about you? Where, um, like, which, which festivals do you like going to? Yeah, I mean, I got into raving because my brother brought me to Paradiso in Washington State a couple times, um, which was which was amazing. The Gorge is amazing. If you haven't been, you got to go. And then uh, near home, um, I have this rave squad. We've been going to events now for a while. Um, so we went to Firefly a couple times. Uh, we went to Electric Forest a couple times. We went to Izu a couple times. Um, yeah, so I think we have kind of that like East Coast. And I'm really I'm super excited. It seems like Insomniac is going to be a little bit more present in the Mid-Atlantic coming up. So I can't wait to see what they do. Yeah, that is going to be freaking awesome. I think they actually teamed up with uh, Forbidden Kingdom as well, um, that dubstep festival in uh, Florida. So, um, and I think rightfully so, because they're like the only ones that are open besides other, there's a whole bunch of them that are actually open, but um yeah, hopefully festival season will come back, if not everywhere, at least in some states. When it's safe. Yeah, when it's safe. Um, so, like, do you guys, because you guys are both, like, young entrepreneurs. Um, Deanna, I know you mentioned you have, like, a nine-to-five. Um, do you also have, um, like, like another job, David, or is this like your, like your baby, your, your main thing? You know, I, I do have another job for now. Um, I have, I work at a major tech company. Um, but I, I started this in 2019, sort of near the end of the year. And so we've only had a couple months of really being up and running before COVID hit. And so it's really exciting to see what we can do after. Yeah. Um, what advice do you guys have for young entrepreneurs whose dream is to have a startup to have their own company? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. I think the first thing you have to be fixated in is you have to know your customer. You have to understand what it is that they want. And then you have to find a place in the market where they're not getting what they want and where your unique skills and your passion can do that better than anybody else. And then when you get going, you got to make mistakes, you got to learn, and you can't have anything that you hold that you're not willing to revise when you get more information and learn more and as you figure it out. And so it's, it's, it's I think, a, a great way to say it is you, you figure something out um, with experimentation and then you scale it with iteration. So you try a bunch of things until you get it right, and then when you get it right, you bring it to more people. 
kind of like, um, like trial and error, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you definitely want to try to use as much as possible. So you don't have to try everything and make every mistake. So you want to like look at data, talk to customers, maybe do a survey. Um, there's a lot of tools out there that will let you see like what other products people are buying as an example in the Amazon space. And there's a bunch of great podcasts out there that will help you if you're trying to get into say selling on Amazon. It, you know, it's a lot easier than I think people think. Uh, to have products on Amazon. Most of the products you buy on Amazon are from a small business or a third party that's not actually Amazon that you don't even know about, um, which is always kind of surprising. And so if, if there's something that you really understand your customer and you always stay true to what that customer believes and what that customer needs, you'll be able to figure it out uh, and that'll, that'll get through anything else. Yeah, that's what really stood out to me when um, we first started talking when you guys mentioned that you were on Amazon. I was like, whoa. Like that's pretty legit because I've met, um, I've, I've heard of, um, or I've collabed with other rave brands, but only one other one has been on, um, Amazon. So when you guys said that, I, not that like, if you're not on Amazon, that doesn't mean you're legit, but I, I feel like that kind of, um, like kind of validated it a little bit. Cause I was like, Oh, okay. Like this is serious. Like they, they see themselves going forward with this because they're on one of the biggest um, retail markets online. That's exactly right. Renee. It, it ties into what I just said about thinking about your customer and what they need. So if our customer is it's Tuesday night and they're, they're going, they're leaving for the festival Friday afternoon. Are they going to stay up all night, Wednesday night or Thursday night making candy and like not be able to work their job the next day? Well, you know, with Amazon's prime shipping, it can get, get it there in two days or you can pay a little bit more for one day. And I think people on, on like Shopify or on like a regular brand website are a lot less likely to be willing to pay for two day shipping right away. And so for the situation that we were in, Amazon was the best way for us to be able to get to our customers in a way that they could afford. And so it was a natural choice. Wow. So do you guys want to stick solely to like Amazon or would you guys want to be in other, um, I don't know, like for example, if you wanted to be on iHeart Raves or any other big, um, rave company, like, is that something you guys are interested in? Well, right now we're in two places. So we're on Amazon. If you search for candy bar or search for rave candy, you'll find us. And then you can also go to www.candy.bar, which is our own website. And I think it was fun that we were able to get that URL. And then, uh, would we want to be in another brand? I mean, I think it would depend on on what they were doing, but I think we have no objection to it. I mean, if any of them are listening, you should give us a call. <laughs> yes, I I think uh, for sure, like sharing is caring. And I think that just uh, working with everyone usually um, in the long run kind of benefits you um, totally. like as a business. Um, as a, would you guys say that you're a small business? Because I know you guys have other, um, like other, people on the team, but I feel like you guys are a small business. We're definitely a small business. Yeah. That's, oh man. Do you, with, um, you know, with other businesses like kind of going under, which is super sad and super horrifying. Do, do you guys, um, have, were you guys ever like, you know, maybe this isn't going to work out or we don't know when festivals are going to come back. Were there any moments where you guys were like, we don't even know if we should continue doing this. I mean, I think that's a natural thought um, for everyone at this time 
who's trying to do anything. Um, but I think the thing that comes to mind if, is when COVID like just started. Um, I, the, the, the moment for me that I was like, maybe this isn't going to work out was when we had just um, like got all the candy like for the, for the year, for the summer. And then, yeah. And then like COVID happened and we are like, oh crap, <laughs> like maybe this isn't going to work out, <laughs> like, you know? And so that for me, I was like, okay, well, I know, you know, it's like no one's fault, but we just got to like keep going. And then, yeah, talking to David, he's like, well, what, you know, what else are we going to, you know, use this time for? Let's not think like that. Like we're going to be still pushing forward just maybe in a different way. So that's when we like started social media. That's when we kind of went that direction with, Hey, let's like build up a brand presence on Instagram. Um, maybe like collab with some other different people, see their thoughts, um, on our product, see how we can kind of build in that direction. And that's what we did. But I think, I think that there was a short time there where it was a small scare, like just, <laughs> oh, for everybody, for everybody. And that's why I think that it's so awesome that you guys are still here, are fortunate enough to still be here, keep doing what you're doing, because I, there are so many brands that wish they could, you know, save their small business, their mom and pop shop. Um, and it's just so sad. That's why it warms my heart to see that you guys are still uh, like kicking and screaming, still going through this whole thing. I think David would agree. It's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears <laughs> and it's money probably. a lot of copy editing late nights. I mean, look, my job is to keep us focused on the mission. And so when it turned out that we weren't going to be able to be selling in person for a while or even online, you know, what I had to do was think about what's the next best way we can accomplish that mission. And so what it ended up being was doing things that we wouldn't have had time for in a busy festival season, building that website, like she said working on all this hard work and design and building these new products. Like it's, you know, this, the, the capes have a backpack component and like, there's so much intricate oh design gosh, into that. Cool. We've done multiple prototype rounds. There's so many things about it that have taken a ton of work. And, you know, if this hadn't happened, we wouldn't have had the time to be able to focus on that. And so it's, it's definitely not what we would have wanted for ourselves. And it's definitely not what we would want for a community. And you're right. It is extremely sad. Um, you know, my parents' small business has been struggling. I know a lot of people whose small business has been struggling I think that like we were at that stage where we could still kind of pause things and, you know, we didn't have to do layoffs and then um, we'll be able to come back in and, and stronger. And we want to be part of that celebration when our community is able to come back again. We want to be ready from day one to say, you want to come back to festivals? Great. We're here with you and we want to help make it as special as possible. 100%. I, I absolutely love that. I think that uh, your guys' drive and passion is like what, keeps you guys going is and is still why you're is why you're still here um you mentioned that your parents have a um a business too is this kind of where you get this from yeah that's right i mean i think you you, you learn from your past and i think that i you know i was definitely taught from an early age how to how to run a business and it has its ups and downs i'll tell you i mean how do you think about this podcast is that something that like you also had had some training for is this going to become a business or is it still kind of like a hobby for you I, right now, I feel like it's, it's both a hobby, but also, um, I don't even like to say hobby because for me, it's like a place to kind of, uh, cope and relax and just focus on me, get to, um, basically decompress. And that's kind of what Best Candy ever, um, 
Like that's what, why it started was because I just needed an escape. Um, a lot of you guys know that I am an essential worker and I'm still working. And so it was super stressful coming home from um, work and um, I'm a healthcare worker. So work has been stressful as fuck. So I was like, I just need to get away and I just want people to be able to tune in to tune out of the world. And I think that's why a lot of people kind of relate. And of course, um, what we both have in common is that we see the joy of candy and why it's so fun to have and um, just the whole meaning of it. So, but in terms of um, business, I mean, we'll see what happens. No one's going to say no to, hey, you have this awesome passion. Would you want it to be a business? I think majority of people would say yes, but I don't want to um, like put that pressure because right now I'm just creating this for fun and because I love it. So um, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for all the work you're doing to keep everybody safe out there. That's like first and foremost. I think I saw that on one of your you. stories and I was like, are you working like in healthcare? And like, that just, it's just so important. And I, I wish people didn't take for granted as much of what our um, healthcare workers are doing this year. Thank you. That, that really means a lot from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, because this year has just been wild. And so like both of you, I, I, you know, I have like my day job or my job currently, whatever you want to call it. Um, how do you guys manage your time? Because I found it super difficult and challenging to learn about podcasting, learn about editing, um, recording, things like that, and still have to work full time. And uh, I can't work. I'm a nurse, so I can't work from home, work remote. So it's been super hard. Have you guys had to face the same challenges um, with Candy Bar and your um, other job? Totally. And we also have to deal with a time difference. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm three hours ahead of Deanna. So like we're talking at like 11 o'clock my time, like, you know, after people went to bed over here. Um, but you know, it's, it's hard. I mean, there's no way of saying it's not hard, but at the same time, if it's something you're passionate about, it's something you love, I'm sure you understand. It doesn't feel like work as much. It feels rewarding and it feels fun. And I think that you have to, again, stay grounded in the mission. Why are you doing what you're doing? What impact is it going to have on other people in the world? And especially when you look around you and you see the world melting down right now, when you see like the structural inequality that you have, have in our country and racial injustice, when you see the kind of political strife and all the ways that people get out there and they try to send messages that people, um, to, you know, to make people, to inspire their darker natures. Um, you know, I live in DC, like there was national guard on our street the other day, you know, when, when those supporters like at the insurrection at the Capitol. Right. And so that must have been terrifying. <laughs> yeah. It, it like really was. Yeah. Um, but you know, those people were motivated by people who were sending out messages of hatred and messages of fear through television and through tweets and through parlor and everything like that. And there's so much of that out there. And then, so I think you got to stay grounded in what are we doing to combat that? And I think that there's important work to be done in, in the fight directly. But I also think about if we're, if we're doing the opposite, we're sending out positivity, we're sending out love, we're sending out compassion, and we're sending out messages that are like physical embodiments of connection with other people. And so I do think it's a valuable contribution, just like I think you use your platform for good. Like I remember, I really love the episode when you had um, Alex, a candy diva on there, and she like raised- Oh, I love her. She's, she's incredible. And I think that like 
it shouldn't have to just be her who's making the statements, but at the same time, by giving her a platform, um, I think that she's really doing a lot to help the EDM community kind of become more aware of the issues of inequality and kind of racial tensions that we have. And so I'm, I'm just so glad that you did that um, to bring the platform to her. Yeah, and it's it's definitely important. And I'm glad that it is, uh, that light is being shed um, in that uh, particular injustice because we all know it's been happening for a while. And I think that sometimes people don't want to be aware of things like that because it, um, it may, they may feel that this is their fault. Oh, it's because I, um, I'm part of this group. So it makes me bad, but it's not that at all. I think it's just really, um, pointing out this isn't right. And this needs to stop. Um, uh, I mean, I think you can look at, like, Deanna can talk a little bit about, like, we had our first photo shoot uh, over a year ago, and, you know, we've always had from the beginning that it's critical that we have a diversity of body types and skin tones and backgrounds in our photo shoots, and that's not, like, a trick to make more money. That's just because it's the right thing to do, and it depicts people as they really are and how beautiful they are. I don't know, Deanna, maybe you want to talk more about that. Yeah, ironically, it was funny because David's, like, find a group of friends and you know, we're going to have a photo. Let's have this photo shoot and like, just let's do it. And so I was like, okay. And ironically, like all the friends that I invited were literally just a wonderful mixture of like, like short and tall and dark and light and, and skinny and thick. And like, you know, like I didn't even have to try to do that. Like it just happened like naturally. And it was so awesome because after like, I think I was looking at one of the photos after they were edited and sent back. I'm like, wow, like, like, okay. Cause they're all my friends, you know, but I was like, what a like wholesome, beautiful group of people like we have, like, and I like really got kind of emotional thinking about like, this is just, this is like really just real life. Like this is really what it is. Like you, you're not going to go and see like all the same kind of person. I mean, you might, but the point of it is to be more inclusive and, kind of more welcoming to like the whole, the whole, instead of just individual, you know, sizes or skin colors or ethnicities or whatever. So, yeah, but we didn't, I mean, like we did a really good job making a point of, of that. And I'm just blessed and kind of like excited that it happened without any effort. So that was really fun. It was, I think it was just about a year ago. I think that photo shoot was I sh- it was going to show up in my memory soon so I'll <laughs> let you know <laughs> um that is that is so great and I, I think that's so cool that you didn't even like really have to try because that's just how your friend group was and like in reality I think the majority of rave fams rave uh like you know um like squads whatever I think the majority of them look pretty diverse I mean, I know you'll see like that random Asian rave train like, through the festival, <laughs> yeah. whatever. And yeah. I'm sure that, you know, there are some groups that aren't like diverse and that's okay too. But um, yeah, I yeah. think that it's, that's really cool and awesome that you guys are, uh, that you just have like this race rainbow of uh, models mm-hmm. uh, for you guys to like photo shoot and stuff. Yeah, we even had some like guys there and like they were too pretty like, whatever like different in all their ways but um yeah it was it was a fun time I should all I should like reach out and say do you remember this 
I mean, yeah. we, we try to we try to be mindful in in all of the things we do, and I think there's always more we could do. Um, always. More. I think like we also in a lot of our bracelet packs have like some. Uh, you know, equality and like love is love are some of my favorite bracelets, you know, so we can represent the queer community because like in so many ways, like the EDM scene, it has like black and queer people to thank for the content that we're all enjoying and the origination of the color and the styles of dress. And so you can't just like take the culture and forget the people that created it. And I think you have to include everyone and then you have to also make sure that everyone understands like where it came from and, and why we're able to enjoy it today. Yeah, that's, so freaking true. And I say that because I watched um, that documentary on Netflix, The Evolution of Hip Hop. And I didn't know that um, basically what, like in order to make beats, you have to sample. And a lot of sampling is pretty much how EDM, like th- that's what EDM is. It's, it's sampling. So without hip hop, EDM wouldn't have ever even came to exist because um, with beats, different sounds, um, that wouldn't have been possible without hip hop. So I, I totally agree with that. Um, but you mentioned um, for sure, like there's all these different candies and I kind of wanted to get into that because I am wearing sure. some of them. So I really, really- Candies are kind of like a, a physical form of sampling. So a lot of the <laughs> words come from lyrics. I like that. Right? And so like you're wearing samples from songs at some times. Anyway, so oh, keep going. You're going to say something. Oh my gosh. Okay. That makes sense because there is this, well, okay. Let me just show you some of my favorites. I'm like wearing all of my favorite ones. So this one says rail rider and I absolutely love that one as a headbanger. <laughs> also, um, white show. I saw that and I was like, oh my God, this is perfect for, um, like, anyone that does any flow art or is it Glover or um, like just received a light show and was like, I want to give this one to you. That's exactly right. (laughs) Yeah. And and I feel like they're just super unique and I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty good at creating some candies myself, but when I got some of these, I was like, Oh, that's super creative and unique. Um, For example, this one says face melter. I was like, Oh my God, that's just hilarious and super cute. Um, and uh, this one here too, it says nasty beats, but, um, yeah, I love these. Can you, can you like kind of go over the creative process with how you even come up with your candies, like your candy ideas? Totally. So it sounds like you got the EDM life pack because the rail rider and the face melter, those are really all about that, like hardcore, like at the front of the crowd, ready to hear the set vibe and there are so many different vibes that people experience at a festival is Deanna uh, and I this is our favorite part of working on candy bar is coming up with the candies themselves because we have to think about all of the people and all of the experiences that they're having a festival and thinking about how we can have the right candy for them and so I love the, the title of your podcast best candy ever but I don't think that we can think of like a single best candy ever there's a best candy for every moment And so like you gave the example of light show being the perfect one to give somebody after they give you a light show. One of our top design principles is every candy is a moment. So think about a word or a phrase that will fit a specific moment. So I have a bracelet on that says, I found you, which is conveniently a Calvin Harris lyric, but also if you meet somebody at a festival, which is one of the best things when you meet some random person at a festival, and then you find them again later, like they might as well have gone to the moon and back. You don't know where they've been, 
right? But when you find that person again, it's such a special feeling. And so if you can give them a candy that says, I found you, that's going to feel like the most, the best candy ever. And so, so many of our different bracelets uh, represent a specific type of moment you might have at a festival. I freaking, okay. I didn't realize that. I don't think I even knew that, um, that that was from a, a song lyric, but B that there's one for every moment. I mean, of course there's one for every moment, but it's so specific and pinpoint. I think that's why I'm even more appreciative of that. Um, because I don't know how many times I like we'll meet somebody at a festival and vibe with them so hard and later on find them. And then it's like, Hey, how are you? Like we just saw each other. And because it feels like you're never going to run into them in that um, gargantuan sea of people. Uh, It's also funny. You can like, some of them are, so some of them are identities or something that would describe someone. So like rail rider, like if you meet somebody at the rail, you can give that to them to like to symbolize the fact that you guys were there together. And then you go, and you go, Oh, remember I was at the rail for that, you know, incredible excision set. And so like, think about ones that describe people. And then a lot of them just describe things or, th- or places you might see at a festival. So you might say like, you go up to somebody, Hey, you want some shots? And they say, sure. And then you, you plur them and then you give them a bracelet that says shots. And it's like kind of a little bit of a joke. And now, Deanna, what are some of your favorite candies? So the one I'm wearing now, that's uh, one of my favorites. It's like, I love house. Um, of course. Because I love house, right? <laughs> but like there's there's a time w- w- I didn't have this bracelet with me and it was actually the first time I've ever had the plur experience, but it was at Audiotistic one year and some, I was having the time of my life, but some random person just next to me during the, the like final set, um, I think it was like Claude Von Stroke. But anyways, it's just like, I love house just so loud like and he was standing right next to me but like it was like even though I didn't give him this bracelet I like think it was for him like in you know in another embodying him yes in another world he like we plurred and everything but um yeah that that's got to be my favorite one and then I also have uh one that says wookery um it's ironic what is it wookery wookery yeah it's like So it's funny when we were talking about the creation process. um, So David had, you know, come up with a list of his, his like thoughts for uh, words and phrases and then asked me for my input. And it's wild because we have like such different experiences and, and, and thoughts and um, past rave moments that we came up with entirely different like lists, you know? So uh, this is ironically a word that I like suggested, but wookery um, it's like, (sighs) I, I, w- I used to think it was like an inside joke, but it's it's like not. Um, I don't know if you follow Wooks doing things on Instagram, but it's just like I, I've heard of it. I, I I need to follow them now. So it's like funny, like there's just like Wook people. Like Wooks are just like the odd, weird people who are just so nice and just like roll into your camp and. I was gonna say I love them. Those are like yeah. people. I mean, I don't consider myself a Wook, but I definitely have Wook tendencies. Yes, girl, same. Um, but like that like wookery just in itself because like I catch myself doing some stuff sometimes and I'm like wow I'm a wook <laughs> like this is uh, it's I don't know but it so it's cool because there's a lot of times where like you know like th- those are the memories that I kind of keep close it's like it's it's 3 a.m I'm at my campsite I'm just changing clothes to go back out to like the next set and there, there's this wook in our campsite and it, you know kind of just I remember those moments and I kind of wish I could share them with the person I'm referring to, you know? <laughs> Can you give us an example of wookery? Um, sure. So my, my like 
festival squad or like whatever my my friends my camp friends we usually have renegades and so like I have a lot of DJ friends and they like our campsite is usually just like an after party so it tends to like draw a lot of attention and and people like you know stroll in and it's everyone's welcome it's fine but um (laughs) there was one night at camp out I think last year this guy fell asleep in our camp and he it sounded like he was crying and he was just moaning and groaning like and I'm I'm it, it was right outside my tent so I'm like who the, who the heck is like out there and so I didn't get up but like one of our friends you know she, the, our rave mom she got up and she checked on him and she's like dude are you okay like what's up and he's like I'm just cold <laughs> Aww. I know and so like he we called him the like you know the I don't remember what like the wook the wook from Ant- Antarctica or something but we like we, like not like made fun of him but we like gave him a nickname and he came back every night since but like I don't know that was that's one example of a wook that I can remember very clearly <laughs> but he was just crying all like like it's like four in the morning bro like go away uh, some yeah some wookery right there I think m- maybe a a bad trip or something I don't know uh, maybe well the fact that he like fell asleep in our camp like you know if you need a place to stay he was in like one of those beanbag you know air chairs so it was like probably very comfortable but <laughs> I'm like damn bro just we could have just threw you a blanket just to say something <laughs> yeah oh my gosh have you um have okay David I you, I said I think you said you've been to electric forest have you been uh, to electric forest I've never been. Oh, it is like one of the wookiest festivals ever. I can imagine. (laughs) Yeah. I think like one of the biggest examples of wookery is when I see like some random dude with a pashmina on, like, (laughs) like the, you know, the unshowered hair. Yeah. And then, uh, bare feet. When I see the bare feet, I'm like, that is, that's some wookery. Yes. Key, key, key item, bare feet for sure. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you should make some wook candies. <laughs> well, we have the one, um, but maybe more in the future. Yeah, I mean, another another great category of uh, candies are, are mistakes that turned out better than we ever would have hoped. <laughs> so there's one like legendary mistake where we were going to make base addict for the EDM life pack, and we did. But for some of them, there was like a miscommunication because we were out of bees. They just turned oh. into ass addict, which went oh into, my God. Which went into the, party, in the party pack. pack. Yeah. It was in the party pack, right? Oh, okay. So, you know, fun tip, if you get the party pack and the EDM pack, you might find two candies that are similar, but for a B with very different meanings. Yeah, two completely very different meanings. Um, that's kind of hilarious, ass addict. Um, uh, how did you, like, oh my gosh, for the three packs um there's a party pack edm pack and then good vibes the good vibes do you are you do you guys see yourselves coming out with um like other packs or even like parlors or cuffs yeah i mean i think we got to get back to festivals first to kind of get the basic stuff um successful first um i think we would definitely be open to new packs in the future i think it's also fun that we get to run we get to create new words for every pack all the time and so, you know, the, what the evolution of each of these packs can mean can change. And so we're not limited to just like what that means today, because look, the, the memes are going to change. The language is going to change. Like we had baby right. Yoda in, in one of our packs, which was really fun. 
Um, you. you know, so there's like, you know, things are changing all the time. Um, but definitely if there's like a new specific type of raver that as we, you know, get in touch with people and we get feedback and people should please feel free to give us feedback whenever they want. Um, you know, we love hearing suggestions. We often run contests on our Instagram page for success, uh, for suggestions about what candy, uh, words should be in the next pack. Um, we also let, you know, so anybody who has any feedback should totally let us know, but we're open to it for sure. Yeah, that. Well, I'm definitely excited to see what you guys have in store. Um, I think that you guys are definitely a, a company that is here to stay and we'll, um, we'll be back once festival season starts. Well, we thank you so much. We're trying. I mean, I think, I think we'll, we're really excited to get back in touch with our friends. I, you know, I haven't met up with my rave squad in a while. Um, and then I think we also want to help support the broader community and come up with these candy ideas. So Renee, if you ever have any candy ideas, you just got to DM us and we'll put them in the next pack for sure. I, I definitely will. Um, would, uh, for like everyone that's listening, would you say that the best way for them to contact you is through Instagram or I don't know if you guys are on Twitter or TikTok? Yeah. So right now our main presence is on Instagram. So you can find us at, at candy bar spelled like K-A-N-D-I-B-A-R. And then you can find our website at www.candy.bar. And so those are two great ways to find us. Just DM us and we'd love to hear from you. And then, uh, you know, if you're, you know, panicking for the festival because you procrastinated for a year and you see us on Amazon, like you can go ahead and, and buy us with Prime Shipping if you want there too. Yes. Yeah, so last minute, like spontaneous festival goers, if you guys need some candy and are like me, either just don't have time or it, it like you just suddenly decided to go or got a free ticket or whatever, um, definitely uh, shop Candy Bar. Like David said, Amazon and at candy candy.bar. Yeah. And we've seen a bunch of people actually sending plur packs to each other as a way of staying in touch during quarantine. So that's another special way is you can go ahead and buy a pack and send it to your friend. And when it arrives, they'll feel really special. And, you know, that's such a good idea. Get back together again. You know, plur packs is also just a cute, really part of our culture. Oh, I love that. I didn't even think of gifting that. That is super cute. Oh my gosh. I think that uh, like lazy candy kids will rejoice hearing that news. <laughs> Yeah, and, and we're actually going to put a special on on our website. We're going to use discount code Best Candy Ever um, to get a oh discount. Oh my God! What? Uh, to check out. So if everybody wants to go ahead and on on the Candy Bar website, go ahead and use discount code Best Candy Ever. Heck yes, I absolutely love that. Oh my gosh! So um, is is there anything that you guys want to want to end the podcast with? Uh, just dropped your plugs, but are there like any messages or anything else that you guys like to say about candy bar or yourselves or advice? Uh, feel free to do so now. Well, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has supported us and welcomed us into the community. There have been so many content creators out there who have been really friendly with us. There's this whole girl gang of other uh, festival brands who make all the lashes and pasties and glitter and clothes that y'all like. And uh, that's, they've been super welcoming. You know, we love Emma Capotis's podcast as well. And like folks like Molly DM and Scarlet Vesper, they've all been really friendly to us. Um, and so we just want to thank everybody for welcoming us and we can't wait to see you back out there when festivals come back. I mean, stay strong, look out for each other, do the right thing. Deanna, you have any closing words? Um, just, I second that and thanks for everyone listening, tuning in right now. Um, and hopefully we'll see you at a rave soon. I'm looking forward to it. Stay safe, everybody. Masks, social distancing until we can get back from this thing. <laughs>
Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for being on here. And it's so good to finally meet you guys. Yeah, you too. But we got to do a blur at the end. We for sure got to do it. Oh, two hands? Okay. Okay, wait. Here we go. <laughs> Ready? Love. Peace, love. Unity. Unity. Respect. And respect. Woo! Hell yes. Oh my gosh, it feels so good to like virtually plur. It's weird, but I love it. We got to do. All right. Thanks so much, Renee. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Candy fam, that was such an inspirational episode. I feel like if you just keep on pushing, especially with the stuff that's going on right now, that eventually you can succeed and persevere. So that was just so awesome that Candy Bar, um, Deanna and David were on. I thank them again for being on Best Candy Ever. That was so amazing. Also, I wanted to clarify that my affiliate code is best candy ever for candy bar. So if you guys want to send like a ready-made player package, you can just order from candy bars website, use code base, best candy ever, not base shop princess, best candy ever, and use that to save and send um, like someone that you love some cool candies and really brighten their day. So um, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of Best Candy Ever. And also, if you guys want some super cool, lean, mean machine dubstep, check out Scudda, aka Scudda Music, on SoundCloud and Instagram. Otherwise, love you guys all. Thanks for all the support, and I'll see you guys next time, Candy Crew. Big stuff, big stuff, big stuff, big stuff.